You got a joke for us? Yeah, sure. I just got a joke. <laughs> Not always, but sometimes. People have been missing your jokes. They've yeah. been asking us about them. Uh, let's see. So... Gee, I hope it's a farmer joke. This farmer walks in. Yes. He walks into a... <laughs> I'm laughing already. He walks into a bank, right? It's been a rough few years. You know, he gets uh, hailed out one year, drought the next, you know? Um, and uh, banks wanting some money, you know? Hey, man, sell half your herd. He's like, hey, well, if I sell half my herd, how am I going to be able to pay you when... Beef market comes back around. You need to sell half from herd. Anyways, third year rolls around. And uh, um, he goes in. He's talking to the president of the bank, you know. And he's like, I really need to really need to get this operating loan and, and uh, really continue on, you know, farming and everything for another year. This is going to be the year, man. I, I feel like we have good rains coming this spring. You know, we're, we'll, we'll be all right. I'll be able to pay you back, things like that. And uh, the president of the bank, you know, he sits back in his chair and he kind of ponders it, rubs his chin, you know, and he's thinking, he goes, you know what? He goes, I had a specialist come out of uh, California and, and actually fix my, my right eye. He said, I actually lost it. Um, and they, they replaced it with a glass eye, but you can't be the president of a bank and have like weird like looking yeah blue way. eyes one blue east yeah, one blue west yeah 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 <laughs> so he's like he he's great you know like most people can't even tell that i have a glass eye he's like actually i've been doing this for the last 10 years as the president of the bank and and nobody has ever guessed correctly what which eye is my glass eye so the farmer's like, okay, he's like, if you can guess what my glass, which eye is my glass eye, I will give you your operating loan for the next year. He's like, okay, I can, I can do that, you know. So the bank's like, all right, take your time. So the farmer, he he's kind of looking at the banker, you know. He goes, you know, he says, I have two daughters. They're twins. They uh, got them through high school. They just went off to college. Right, costs a lot of money, and uh, um, fortunately and unfortunately, they met boys, and they're going to get married. And as the father of these two young women, I have to pay for their wedding. And he's just sitting there staring at the banker, eye to eye, right. <laughs> And uh, the banker, he didn't, he doesn't, he doesn't flinch. You know, he's like, man, these boys, you know, their their family, they they can't pay, they can't help me even. They're broke too, you know. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm gonna have to pay for this. Banker, he's just still stone cold, just looking at him, dead face, dead face, just giving him, you know. Farmer's like, okay. Well. Your glass eye is your left eye. And the banker sits straight up in his chair and he goes, that is correct. How did you know this? And he says, well, because that is the only eye that shows pity for me. <laughs> I, mean, I, I tried to wait you out on that one. You started smiling and I was like, is this the end of the joke? <laughs> 
<laughs> You're listening to Frank from the Everyday Sniper. This is Mike from Mile High Shooting. And Adam, both from Mile High Shooting. We're here talking on the Everyday Sniper podcast. And I brought up a thing last week talking about how everybody's pushing everybody to the Ackley. Now, I ran Ackley in the past. I had a 260 Ackley when Terry Cross was doing it. And Adam we brought in here because we want to let Adam talk to you guys about Ackley. And where all the benefits come in, where it all happens to be. Right, um, and that's, because the, that's I just the question. You say Ackley and everybody's like, what are you talking about? Well, it's the shoulder angle. Right. It's improving the shoulder angle from something a little bit inefficient to more efficient. And my thing was that guys were telling people to do a 300 Norma Magnum Ackley. And I was like, why? <laughs> well, you know... Actually improving a cartridge is it's not a bad thing and in that that's I guess that's it's all in in the opinion of, of we'll the, back the, doing the, eye, the eye of the beholder right, right? doing the work right so um, so let's start with what an Ackley is and so why, Ac why we have an Ackley in our inventory right so Ackley improving is kind of step back just a little bit P.O. Ackley he was an old gunsmith barrel maker uh, this guy, he, he was, he was, I wouldn't say ahead of his time, but man, he tested so many things, done so many things, tried so many things throughout his life. Um, very, very, uh, smart man. And he basically standardized wild cat and cartridges. Like it's, it's, it, those two things don't go together, right? right. Like standardizing wildcats. Wildcats are right. not normal. And oxymoron. Uh, right? right. So he standardized the wild catting of cartridges. So what he done is he started improving shoulder angles on cartridges that didn't have sh steep shoulders, right? Like one of his most famous ones is he actually improved a 30-30. 30-30 doesn't even hardly have a shoulder, right? And most of us don't even know what a 30-30 is. Right, right. right? <laughs> so <laughs> That doesn't fall into what we do. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Anyway, so anyways, so he started putting 40-degree angles shoulder 40 degree shoulders on all these bottleneck cartridges okay that's a conventional case that we run now right so anything that's not a straight wall case is a bottleneck case right right so he he improved them to 40 degrees so what you get with that 40 degree shoulder is you get a straighter tape case taper right so what that also entails is you get um Longer brass life. Okay. Right? That, that, is, that is one of the, the biggest things that comes with it is you have a straight walled case. The case has less taper. It grows less every time you resize it. So you don't so, have to trim it. Right. You don't have to trim it. You have a lot of advantages there. So your brass, you don't work your brass to death sizing it and resizing all, all the time. Every time you shoot it and resize it, trim it, you know, the web gets real thin, things like that. So you, you're, it's, it's helping you there. And that sounds appealing, but like getting it to that point, what kind of work are we talking? So getting it to that point actually is, is very easy um, because the way that when it is chambered that the, a factory round, so we're just going to say... Um, Let's go with the 260 or whatever. 260, yeah. 243, 308. Those are the most common... Right. Cartridges that we that we use today that are that are twenty degrees shoulder angle, sure. right? Okay, what it does is when you actually improve it, it actually keeps your headspace almost identical. 
Okay, so when you, you actually improve a chamber, all we're really doing is taking this 20 degree shoulder and making it a 40 degree shoulder. So it gives you more case capacity as well. But what happens is when you chamber that barrel, that case goes in and it actually engages on the neck shoulder junction and still holds that case center, but the shoulders are nowhere close to even touching the walls of the chamber. Right, because you got blow it out. Right, so now when you fire that cartridge, that pressure pushes the brass outward and engages that, that steel form or that chamber and, and forms that brass to a 40 degree shoulder. But doesn't, don't you lose brass off of that because it's, it's stretching and gaining more space? That's the, that's the beauty of an Ackley Improve is you're really not stretching the brass that far. Okay, so it, it's, And it's not in a not, place that's going to be detrimental in the long run. Right, it's not in the web, it's up in the shoulder. So you, ha you have where that bend is already, there's extra brass there. And, and it's coming out of the neck if you're – it's really not coming out of the neck because it, it's held in the same location. It's all coming from the body. Okay. Okay. The thing with um, P.O. Ackley was he did not like short necks. So 243 Ackley Improved was his least – one of his least favorite Ackley Improved cartridges out there because it has a short neck. Right. And then when you actually improve it, then the bullet is so far down into the case because the case is squared off, basically right at the neck shoulder junction, the bullet's down inside of there. He wants a long neck to support that bullet. Um, so I guess, so the, with that case being formed out, right there, so you're, you're really not losing anything. You're really not stretching your brass that much. And then you can shoot factory ammo in it. One of the most popular is 22250 Ackley Improved. So all you do is buy Lapua 22250. You can buy factory Hornady. Load it up. Buy, all you, you buy factory ammo, throw it in the chamber. It's going to close slightly tight. Pull the trigger. It fire forms to the to your actual chamber Ackley, dimension. Yeah, your chamber dimension, your 40 degree shoulder, and you're done. Right? There's really that's all you're doing to it. A lot of these other other cases out there, the most popular. Well, answer somebody this too, because this is a question that comes in: is you're loading it in one way, or using a factory round, and then you're shooting it to form it. So now we're talking a, a reduction in barrel life. Are you using it and seeing the same amount of accuracy? Because a lot of what this deals with is speed, mm -hmm. getting that more speed out of it. So, so with that, you're going to reduce barrel life. So, well, kind of, we'll, I'll, I'll kind of address the first part of that. So, fire forming, mm -hmm. right? I'm losing barrel life doing that. When you actively improve something, you're really not losing accuracy because the bullet. Well, no, not the, accuracy, but or or really that much or or barrel life because you have great accuracy right there. So you are still getting good performance out of a case. I, I, I see what you're saying. Hold on, let me let me see. Yeah, you already. Let me, let me see if I can say it. Yeah. So. I think what Frank is trying to say is you're going to take a hundred rounds to actually improve so that you have some brass. And you only up. have 2,500 rounds out of that barrel. Right? right. So I think it's going, uh, where you're, what you're talking about is being on the range and actually shooting and getting some training value out of it versus some guy going into his basement, fire forming brass and just running it into a, like a barrel or something okay. like that. Yeah. Okay. So then you're losing that. You're losing that right. barrel life, that 100 rounds. Or that you have two rounds. different loads now. You have your fire form load, which how much effort are you putting into that? 
And then you have your formed brass that will then become your new load. Mm -hmm. So now you're in a two-step process. You have what, what you're going to use to fire form, and then what you're going to use as your ending load. Do you, how big a variation do you see between the factory load and the ending load? As far as like wait. just development, load development, load development. Yeah. So it kind of goes into a whole new thing. Well, but that's but, part of it. Right, right, that's part right, of the right. game. Right. So if you're if you're not shooting factory, you're gonna load for that that case, and we're gonna just say our twenty two two fifty to actually improve it. Mm -hmm. right? So you're gonna buy your twenty two two fifty Lapua brass, right? And you're gonna you need to develop a load for it. Develop a a good load for 22250 whatever a hot load is for a 22250 you can throw it in that chamber right and shoot it so you would load it the same exact way you would load anything so if you already had a pet load for a 22250 mm -hmm. then make sure obviously we want to make sure that we're not jamming the bullet into the lands or anything but if if let's say 34 grains of of varget is what you use then load 34 grains of varget check your lands and run that in, in your in, in your in, fire form in your fire form load right right so like like you said you do lose barrel life because you're f putting rounds through the barrel yeah your work right. you're you're, you're almost putting you know double or triple rounds to the barrel though because you're putting the the rounds to the barrel to actually improve it right and then you have to go through a load development process right well to, to fine tune it. Well, so you're going to do a load development on you're not you're not <laughs> you're not actually like doubling or tripling your loads through the barrel. Well, you're you doing have, a you load. Have, you have you have more load development to do to do right. You have a starting load which you're going to form, and then you have your fine tuned finished load which you're going to shoot. Right. So the question becomes: when you only have so many rounds per. You're doing it sort of twice in a small way, depending on how many pieces yeah. of brass you're going to make. Right. So, and here's the thing: if you if you're dedicating, okay, I want a twenty two two fifty actually improved. Mm -hmm. All right. That's for well, a specific purpose. Right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, a period yeah, off. That, thing, that's, right? that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Right? So, so I mean, like, like two sixty actually is a popular two, two, one. Two sixty actually, right? Most of the time, those people are going to go back to that cartridge again. Right, so you yeah. have a, you have a standard load for okay. for six five Creedmoor, right? So that makes sense. You, we all have a, a pet load, like forty one yeah. and a half grains of H forty three fifty. will always shoot in a six five Creedmoor with a one forty grain. Mm -hmm. Right, you don't know where to start. Put that load in it. So I guarantee you, you ask Brian Whalen, two two sixty Ackley improved. He has a pet load where he starts. Yeah. Because he's yeah, burnt he out several, oh, yeah. he's burnt out several of those barrels, barrels that knows, way. But, but, but now let's address it to the first time guy. What does the first time guy have to do to get involved in that? Right, very first time. Yep. Right, you need you need to have a load for your your you, start your right, your starting load, your fire form, which right. I'm sure you can find on snipers high. Yep, you can. Right. We have the reloading depot. There's yeah, plenty, and, of and you don't. Have, it doesn't have to be to maximum or anything like that. You just need to have a good stiff load. That way, it forms that brass, and mm -hmm. you get a good sharp. So on the hot side. Yeah, you want to be you want to be on a little bit more warm side because you want that brass to form to the chamber very good. Mm -hmm. You don't want slightly rounded corners in the in the shoulder area, yep. and you don't want slightly rounded corners in the neck shoulder junction either. Right. It has to be a fairly stiff load so that your brass is formed to that chamber, 
and it, it, it fits tight. So when you actually go through and resize it again to develop your load on the Ackley side, when after it's been, the brass has been formed, okay. then you have consistent brass fitment as well. And then you're, you're getting the dies and the Ackley dies. Those are, are they a custom or are they factory? Yes, you, you, you have a custom made, or you can. Get, there's there's some that are popular. Enough that, that popular enough that they're Redding, offered. Ready, ready, right for that. Too. So, in in now the thing is, is once you fire form that way, most likely you're just doing a neck sizing, right? You're not going to go do a full size anymore. You're just going to neck size from that. I, I would, and it depends on your on your cartridge and how good a fire form you have, how consistent those for those firings are. Okay, right? I would check that. Right. Generally, I run every. I always run everything through a full, full size. I'm a full, full size. I full size it. Then yep. we know exactly where your shoulder is. If okay. it's two thousands from the shoulder, or three, or four, or ten, or whatever, you need to know. Right. Obviously, we don't want ten. Okay. But if if it's if you measure it and it is ten, then we didn't get a good fire form. Gotcha. There right? you go. So and that that comes more into like stretching cases like BRX and Dasher and stuff. But so. Um, but you want to make sure that your shoulders are consistent, right? Consistency is the name of our game, mm -hmm. right? So we want to make sure that our shoulders are in a consistent location. Our bodies are a consistent size. Our neck has a consistent tension. So every time I fire form, I'll full length resize, make sure that my brass is exactly where I want it to be. Yep. So then you're going from that, from that normal load that you would use. Let's say I'm using 260. Yep. And I go, okay, I want X, Y, Z for this load. Yep. And then I'm going to take that same load and put it in my Ackley Improved. So you take that same load. It'll be a light load at that point. Okay. As soon as so right, because it's stretched. Because that case you have yeah, more much, capacity, you have more yeah, capacity. case capacity at that point in time. So now you'll be able to actually up the powder charge in there. And and what right, it did, more room. what it did yeah. for me is it took my two sixty and I can shoot a heavy now at like twenty nine forty instead of twenty eight fifty. So is that the goal? Is yes speed. So. The goal to actually improving your gun is to get more speed or to shoot heavier rounds or wh wh how would you convince somebody like, okay, actually improved is good to go for you because X, Y, Z. Like why is it, why is that a thing? Right. So you get more case capacity, right? Which means more velocities. So you can shoot a heavier bullet at the same speed that you're shooting a 130. Without right? damaging the brass. Right. So same thing. Then you have brass longevity. Right? So you get more, more case life, more brass life. Your brass is not getting worked as hard every single time. Okay. Those are your, your major reasons. Well, and and it was funny because somebody said, and just to put this in context, somebody was asking somebody, well, how come I don't actly a 6.5 Creed more? Because that shoulder's already at 30. It's, it's already 30. In change, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 30 or 35. I can't yeah, remember. it's in 30 it's, in change. I think it's 30. So... Like a 260 is 20. Right. Right? So it's that's 308. A 260 is just a 65 308. Right. So yeah. you, what you're looking at is you wouldn't really be gaining much. Right. Because it already has a very straight shoulder. Uh, Out case, of the gate. Case. Case. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, whole, the whole body. So what? actually, here's another thing for you, Mike. So when you, you have a very straight case... What happens is when you when you initially pull a trigger, primer ignites the powder, and and you have that that uh, the combustion and the pressure, the pressure, right? What happens is with a straighter case, 
It, it makes the brass hug the walls of the chamber tighter instead of putting all the pressure back into it's the not ricocheting face. inside it, the brass it's actually a consistent burn out and, and it's not putting that pressure straight rearward into your bolt face and locking lugs right it's actually it's it's going outward and making that brass hold on to the chamber wall as well which is very important. It supports the shot. For people trying to get it's more like velocity. It's like making sure your shoulder's in the buttstock. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's right. that. So you're, everybody's wanting more velocity all the time, but then the more the more pressure you have, the more you, you start to damage your uh, receiver because you're starting to set recoil lugs back. Right. right? So what you're, what's happening is, is by straightening that case taper, it, it makes the chamber work more for you as well. So your Instead recoil your pulse will be a little bit more consistent. So is it better for your gun? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's that. But that's the thing is there's that extra bit of work that not everybody, it's not the right I'm trying reason. to stay objective here, you know. It's because, like, I got <clears> – <throat> before we even started this whole episode, it's like, okay, well, Ackley Improved, why would you do it? Well, Ackley Improved, we should do this. So I'm trying to stay objective and just kind of toss these questions out here so that – we can have that conversation and go, okay, well, if you're going to do it, just do it. If you're not going to do it, you don't need to do it. You know what I mean? Well, it just depends on your reloading too. If you're a reloader, what Adam's saying is there's very little downside if you're a reloader. But for me, who's more of a factory load guy, there's a lot of downside because now exactly. I, I have to reload. Right. See, and that's a, that and is that's, a that's strong exactly position. That, yeah, that is, that's a strong right. if, position. If you do not reload, it does you no good. Right. Period. Yeah. I mean, unless you have somebody else load that brass that you just shot through your gun and then send it back to you and you shoot it right. again. Because you can't. It's not like they're putting it out in the store for your specific chamber. Right. It, it, for And I see where Frank comes from. Is like, hey, I shoot factory ammo all the time. Ackley improves not worth it. No, it's not. So how? But for me, where I reload everything. And you like to play. And I hate trimming brass, even though I have a Gerard... Case trimmer. And you don't like buying Dude, brass. guess what? From, from, uh, from uh, uh, running the BRA all year, guess how many times I trim brass? Zero. Zero times. It was the greatest year of reloading. I, I, I think it's funny, man, because <laughs> they, when, when I did the matrix with Brian Whalen, the caliber matrix, what elements are important to you? Right. And it could be changed up to speed, Maybe to load we need development. To do an actually improved caliber. There's an out. Well, yeah, definitely an actually improved. But it's funny because some of the PRS guys came on and said how it was a biased matrix, and it's a it's a problem. The Valkyrie was a problem looking for a solution or a Didn't solution. You start in the beginning of that whole thing and well, say this well, isn't for you. Well, we did, but that was a whole other thing. <laughs> But we said it's a solution looking for a problem. So right. I, I kind of went to that and I said, well, BRA, BRX, six dasher. Why do we need all three of them? Yeah, I agree. Why do you need all three? Right. BRA, done. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. <laughs> it's like everybody's biased. It's right. like here they are freaking cheerleading and going, wow. Yeah, you're, man. I like Chick-fil-A like, better than I like McDonald's. I like Burger King, man. See, I'm, well, a, I'm a bias. Fight. I'm a bias to burn. I like Sonic. Oh, shit. do you? I've never been in a Sonic. Get out of my house. Well, never. They, well you can't eat inside of a Sonic. They don't let you in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I, I never. They make you sit in the parking. I lot. never yeah. eat in the parking lot of a Sonic. But anyway, it's it's just <laughs> funny because people talk about the biases and the pros and cons to all of this. You know what I mean? Right. It's like 
there's a pro and con and there's a bias to everything because we got three guys here with three different agendas. Not that they're competing agendas, they're parallel, but they're not the same for everybody. Yeah. What's important to you is not important right. to you, is what it comes down to. Yeah. I went BRA this year. Mike stayed with sixth grade. He could just run factory ammo. He and then went back to 308. Yeah. Well, like, I, yeah. I kind of I kind of going back to 308 myself. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. You keep saying it. But anyways, I mean, here's here's the thing, okay? And I'll, I'll, I'll put this out there for everybody. If you're trying to make a, a 6BR variant decision okay you have 6br mm -hmm. awesome round i love it it's super accurate right i got out two of cases gate, at my house and you don't have to do anything to it guess what if you want run a super long barrel with a muzzle brake and and load 4350 in it you'll get good velocity yeah right so if you want to run just straight br run just straight br you will not be disappointed disappointed right then you have bra right it is the closest to the br out of the variants of BRX, um, Dasher, BRDX, okay? BRA is an Ackley improved BR. Just the shoulder. It's just the shoulder. Now, here's here's an interesting fact for you. A 6BR already has an Ackley shoulder. An Ackley case taper. Right. It has a 30 degree shoulder but it has a, an Ackley case taper. So the body right. is very straight in it. Because it's fat. Because it's short, it's fat, right? It's already nice and straight. What the BRA does is improve the shoulder angle, gives you more case capacity, which then gives you more velocity. Okay. okay. So what type of velocity gains are we talking? Like, how, what is it worth my time to get X amount of velocity? What's the, what's the average? What's the I found off? 50 to 100. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna be right in that fifty to 100, 125 feet per second, depending on barrels, right? Like my six BR barrel when it was brand new was very fast. Like I yeah, pushed, it was. I, I pushed that thing was super fast. I pushed. Yeah, I'm sure guys could go back and listen. There, it was at twenty nine hundred with with one hundred five. So right now, where I'm at with my BRA, now I have um, I don't know. 1800 rounds or something through it. I am at 2940 with a 105 hybrid. And how many rounds do you think you're going to get out of that barrel? Um, I'm, I'm anticipating 2500 rounds. Yeah. I, now it's an anticipation, maybe more, maybe less. We'll see. So, so that's where you're at. You're, you're, and if you, I guess you're going to throw a number in the middle, 75 feet average in the middle between right. that 50 right. and 125. Right. right. And that's where you're going to be with that extra work on some of these calibers and cartridges. Yeah, it's a it's, small case. Right. I'm not giving it a whole lot, but it is a little bit. Now, a Dasher is almost running the same feet per second. I know several guys, they have a Dasher and a BRA. They tested them side by side. Their accuracy nodes... Are the same. Are the same exact power yeah. charge with the same exact velocity. They're getting it out of a BRA... With less work, mm -hmm. so it's kind of like mm, why why, why do the extra right right why, why the why, hydroform the why crazy? pay these guys to hydroform my stuff when I can do it myself yeah right then you have BRX BRX is a straight six BR a hundred thousandths longer so you keep the shoulder angle the same but what you're doing is stretching the brass a hundred thousandths longer so you get more case capacity with the same shoulder angle. 
right? So everybody's like doing the same thing, just doing it different. In a different right. place. Same, same thing. In different, a different, different place. Way, right? So then you have the dasher. The dasher is essentially a BRA 80 thousandths longer. So they stretched it not quite as far as the BRX, but they improved the shoulder angle. Okay. Which gives it its case capacity. Which gives it a case capacity. Now here's the, the caveat. P.O. Ackley says, I do not like short necks. Right? right. Yeah. A dasher has an extremely short neck with a 40 degree shoulder. There you go. Right? So so they didn't they didn't listen to him completely. They knew just enough. Grain, yeah. Right. They right. knew just enough about him to be dangerous and right. short. Where your BRA has your longer neck right. with your shoulder. So one of his his biggest things was a correct case and bore capacity ratio, along with a sharp shoulder angle and a good length of neck. There you go. So though that was the <clears throat> that was the biggest thing with PO Ackley was was those right there. It was just to make sure that you had good ratio, neck length, things like that. So what does that mean to to our shooters who are getting into this, okay? Why didn't he like a shorter neck? Why does that make a difference? Well, like you said, because then it has to sit down deeper into the case. Into the case, which takes right. And we've capacity. explained that whole That's where, the it needs to, load. where it needs to pinch on the bullet at the neck right. shoulder junction. Right. And you need you need to have um, at least the caliber in diameter. So, like, let's say two forty three. Right. Mm -hmm. You need to have it at a very minimum a neck that is two hundred and forty three thousandths in length, plus probably another little bit like an extra thirty thousandths on top of that to make sure that you're getting proper, um, like bullet alignment and then in tension case tension on that bullet as well, so that when you feed it or you rip it out of the mag like all of us PRS shooters do, because you're in a you're in a hurry. That that bullet doesn't go out of concentricity when it goes up the feed ramp, it goes into mm -hmm. the chamber. Right. So if you're if you're sh too short and you got and you got movement in there, you can move that. Yeah, you don't want it wobbling out of the case. Right. Yeah. You don't want to run out, and you yeah. don't want it to go and be all out of wango. And part of that is where the tub talking by him using the rebated boat tail, he's actually adding on to that on top of it with his six millimeter because his boat tail, his rebated boat tail, will kind of give him a little more barrel life, seal the gases up, and help him with barrel longevity. He thinks he can get another 500 rounds out of a barrel by using his bullet versus a standard like Burger. Yeah. And, and so is he actually improving it plus he's using his bullet? No, no, no. He, he, he the 6XC, I think it's 30 or 35 degree shoulder. Is it okay. 35, 38 maybe? It's like a weird number, I think. I don't know off the top of my head. We'd have to look it up. But it is just slightly off, yeah. And it's an efficient case. And it's that six millimeter where, like me, with guys with the six millimeter, I think if they wanted to go that direction and, and work out really well, I think the 47, neck in the 647 down to six millimeter, I've seen really good success with people that way. And to me, that's where I would I would push people to go in that 647 zone. To, yeah, and, and for people who are going to play with it. Yeah. Because there are guys that are have nothing better well, to do than Because all they want is that, that node Adam's talking about is that 2950-ish <laughs> node is where everybody's at with the 6 millimeter. With a 105. Yeah, they're right. at 2950 <laughs> so you're getting is their all node. all the velocity with minimal amount of recoil and a high amount of accuracy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. I'm so I, I can compare the the uh, like my BRA compared to two forty three and six Creedmoor, which I've all I've ran all of those mm-hmm. in matches, is it's one easiest to load for, right? And that just comes inherently from the BR. Then um, my ESs are extremely low. It was the most consistent cartridge that I have shot in in basically since I've shot Bentrest. I ran six PPC there, right? So in this world here, what we're trying to do is slightly different than Bentrest. Not slightly, a lot enough. More, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, but the BR gives us that in almost the same velocity as a six Creedmoor. Right. And in the last couple of years, no one's been dragging out BR anything until like recently. It seems like it's. Like- I my, we did my BR when when Sniper's High first started. We did a project called the Ghost Dancer. Right. It was a 260 Savage project. When that was done, and we shot Spirit of America F-Class match with it, because there really wasn't tactical matches, and a lot of the guys who did the work weren't tactical match shooters. There was ours, you had Badlands, and TAC Pro, that was it. Well, Spirit of America F-Class down in Raton, we wanted to build... This is years year, ago. This is 2001. Yep. 2001 and two. We went and then did all this stuff and we did Savages because Savage sold me 10 FPs for 250 bucks each. And we did this whole program with them before the AccuTriggers, before all this other stuff. McMillan did the very first A5 stock for a Savage. They didn't do any stocks for Savage until then. And we did this Ghost Dancer project. Well, when it was over... Seeing what the F-Class guys were doing, which was the PPC and all the stuff Adam's talking about, because F-Class was just belly bench rest. So they were using all those same calibers. GA Precision redid my Savage as a single shot 6BR. Which is why you have all that ammo. I have a ton of fucking 6BR ammo. I have Lapua, 94 grain or 96 and whatever it is. Frank's looking to trade for it. You should... You well, no, because you're going to buy the gun, too. You, you should gonna, tag him on sniper side you're gonna try buy, to get it from him. You're going to buy the gun, too, not just the thing. <laughs> but that's what we did. We ended up turning that Savage into a 6BR because that was the better F-class, consistent, simple, more inherently accurate round to go with without doing what the F-class team at the time was doing, which was the 65284. And the PPC was cleaning up still 600 around. and Actually, in. There yeah. Was, yeah, there's we huge have a right 284 in our shop. And they right switched. Now, they yeah. do. They did seven wisdom after that. They did a couple other things. But the big winner, 600 yard F class and in, was that six millimeter PPC. That was the the rock star at the time. I'll still tell you all today that the six PPC is the most accurate cartridge there is. And, and if you just, want to shoot groups and paper, build just six PPC. Yeah. But isn't it like didn't they did they stop it short like six hundred or is it still good at a grand? Well, no, they don't. They don't run it. They don't run it that far. Generally, those guys are all running six and in. <clears throat> they're running six actually right now six BRAs. Six BRA just beat it's it now holds like the smallest group at a thousand yards. Okay, so um, yeah, some guy just shot like an it, inch and a half or it, something. It's, yeah, something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, in one of the smallest groups that I ever seen shot at a thousand in person was uh done with a six BR. Yeah. I mean he had a he had a five shot group and it was like one point eight 
seven six or something like. I mean, it was tiny. It was tiny. I, I didn't even think that was possible at the time. You know, it's like how did he even do that? Yeah, you know, I can't even do that at two hundred sometimes. <laughs> no, it obviously, makes sense. It makes sense because this is the because it's a, like Adam saying it's so forgiving and so that I don't know what it is. I just can't get behind a six millimeter. I have the Creedmoor and I, you know, the couple barrels you guys did and the rifle. I just can't get behind it. Is there something with that round that with me and the wind on it, I'm just not where I need to be. Maybe it's a bad load. Maybe I haven't worked with it well enough. I kind of feel like talking to people and they're going to, you know, most likely bring it up now. And like I do, I do a lot of talking to people about this podcast, emailing and everything. And mm -hmm. I bring it up. And a lot of times what you guys don't see when you email me, I'm like, Hey Adam, come here. <laughs> Read this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do I? What do I say? But, but seriously, when it comes down to it, to me, it sounds like if you are a loader, if you are like, hey, I'm going to do an Ackley cartridge because I saw this. Okay, how many barrels are you willing to buy to make it worth it to you? One, two. If you like to play around with loads. There's a lot of guys that just like yeah, to they just like to load the most. Man. All they do, they shoot at 100 yards, and they do load development to get the most accurate load. Okay, well, this gun does this, and this gun does this, and this gun does this, and that's awesome. And then there's the guy who is factory. Yeah, I'm just gonna use factory ammo. I don't need to get involved in any of this stuff. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, and I the reason I like Ackley is just so I don't have to. Like trim brass. Right, you're reloading anyway, yeah. so it's less work. Yeah, it's yeah. less work. And you're getting in the, that in the long run. In the long run, yeah, I don't, I don't have as much, as much work to do. When time is important to me, now it's six in one hand, half dozen in the other. I got two, two load developments to do, right? But once I have that done, it's, it's pretty much done. Right. All you got to do is just take the brass, dump it, clean it. Yeah, clean and get it. Get it back to work. I check it, but. So you, know, you, you want to look at that. shoulder angles, you want to look at your neck length, yeah. and you want to look at how you're doing that and whether or not you're already, like we were talking about, 20 degree versus 30 degree or some variant of 30, and then are you gaining enough to put in the effort and to do the work with it? So like the, I can tell, I, I looked it up while we were talking. So uh, 6XC, 30 degree shoulders. He's 30, okay. Yeah, and, and Creedmoor is 30. Okay. Right? Standard BR is 30. Right. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of good things right there. Um, so it, like that factory six Creedmoor is some of the most consistent factory ammo that I have seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, from, from Hornady, ridiculous from lot to lot, lot, to yeah. lot yeah. number to lot number, man, six Creedmoor just seems to hammer. Like we, we've had several guys, we built them barreled actions. They, they moved it from chassis to chassis. I need to like bring that. in maybe this week too. I can do that. Cause mine's all apart right now. My six Creed more game gun. I broke that bolt stop on it. Maybe I need to bring it in and replace it. I got parts to replace it yeah. and just bring it in and we'll mill it. We'll knock that friggin' pin out. Yeah. And then we can, I can use that to put in chassis too. We were talking about it as well, but I have it in that six Creed more and that's the left hand game twist. The Bartlin that's all tricked out, and now that we good. have a bunch of those on order. More left hand gain twist. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's well, been a big. Yeah, it's, it's been a big question and kind of pushing forward with what we're doing. It's left hand gain. Did twist, you guys? The guy who twist, shot left hand gain twist. Did you? Uh, you guys did an AX, and the guy shot the sniper's hide match in Colville, and he was shooting the left hand gain twist. He came up to me and was crowing about it. Did you guys get any feedback on that? He was a green AX short action 
left-hand gold twist you guys did? Mm, I'm trying to think. We don't sell many no. green ones, so that, sh that kind of flashes in my mind, but I can't think of who it is. No. Oh, okay. I didn't know if he gave you any feedback on that because he was all crowing about the left-hand game twist. <laughs> In our, in our world, no news is generally good, good news. news. Yes. Uh, anytime I have a customer call me back, there's like, hey, this is happening or that's happening or what's going on here. It's a problem. You know, it's, it's like, hey, man, let, I get them a brand new gun. Let me know how this thing shoots. We do a, a brand new barrel for them, new, new chamber or whatever, something they're testing. You know, let me know how it does. And I hear from them three years later and they're like, hey, can you build me another one? Because that one worked good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one worked fantastic, you know. So I think it's a winner, man. I think it, I think changing that geometry, that's the next step I think that we've, we've missed is we're doing so much that we've just talked about on the bullet side of things, tweaking and playing with that. And yet guys have always routinely done the same barrel over and over again. And now we have this ability to change those barrels for the better less stress on the bullet, all that problem, and, and they're not doing it enough. So I want to keep pushing that bandwagon just so people understand that there is benefits to it, and I see it. Yeah. So so we, I'm, I also ordered some 416 barrels uh, as well for anticipation of King of Two, two Mile. mile. Yep. And uh, um, we done a gain twist on those, but it's right-hand gain twist. Okay. That way the recoil doesn't go into your face. As a 416. <laughs> I, mean, I ain't doing that. I, I don't know. It may not bother. I, I'll try one, but you didn't order one. I'll have to get Bartlin to get me one. I don't think it'll get you too bad in the face. Well, I, I it, had the consumer in mind. I, I at least let it go away from their face. What other barrels did you order? I saw that list that you were making the other day. Uh, Man, a little bit of everything. So I done 224 left-hand gain twist. With um, the anticipation oh, of all this. Oh, Frank will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sold two two fours, uh, six mils, six fives. Um, I have to go on and order yeah, a bighorn origin. As far as as far as with a six eight bolt head, <laughs> yeah. well, I'll be getting a bighorn origin with a six eight bolt face. And that thing was slapped in a JP chassis, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's gonna be yeah, but the J it'll slap in any chassis. I know, but his was in a JP. Yeah, chassis. JP, I think is doing another action though. I think they're doing the ultimatum, or I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing their own uh, different action uh, with their because they're gonna come out with a rifle. Um, based on what Brian's doing with them in that chassis and stuff. But I think they, I don't know if they settled on an action yet. Who knows? Yeah, sure. But. <laughs> Origin. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, Ackley has my vote. I, I think it's, I think it's good if you have time to reload. If you don't have time to reload, do a little, do a little uh, research, but pick something with a 30 degree shot. Or if, if you have a limited amount of time to reload it from what it sounds like, you know, it's like, okay, well, yeah. I can save a little bit of time here, still minimize recoil, still get speed and still get accuracy. It's kind of a, that yeah. to me, it sounds like a no brainer. I don't reload. Unless the shoulder's already 30, then don't sweat. Yeah. yeah don't don't worry about, about it. it. I mean, yeah. uh, Unless it's BRA, I guess. Yeah, well, the, the BR, I get you guess. <laughs> you need just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah, because that gives you that extra 40, doesn't it? It you that 40 or so that you need. Yeah, so the... Uh, um, I'm going to do some testing with 115 DTAX and uh, um, see what we get out of the BRA with okay. DTAX. I ordered 2,000 um, rebated boat tails, nice. nose, um, non-coated... 
DTAC, so I'm going to run those here, start doing some testing with those and see what we okay. what we come up with for sure. So No, that, that'll definitely work out. Well, that, that, that settled a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then just we'll, we'll cap off at the end here. You shot the Seekins in the last match that you were here for. SP10. The SP10. Did yeah, you shoot the, the M or the... SP10 M. M, okay. Yeah, that's the gun. So you built we, it. We went to Seekins. Uh, Don't get too far into it. Give them a little taste because we're at about 45 minutes. And then we'll, we'll do another one on that. Yeah, we won't deep dive. Oh, okay. So... Give them a little taste. I was high 308. Mm-hmm. Um, I was tied for fourth overall overall and i should have been i should have been a little higher because i missed like eight pistol targets or something why'd you miss pistol targets? i don't know dude <laughs> what, did you do? what, dude. what happened was is i started and i was like miss miss and now i'm gonna and miss real like, fast okay and then hit and i've done the same thing and i missed again so i was like okay boom 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 boom, boom, boom. all right let's go like I'm, I'm i'm done with pistol we'll go to the next thing and uh I guess I'll just try to make those points up with rifle. It kind of cost me. I would have been probably third, yeah, like that if I would have just hit all my pistol points. So you think the Seekins worked? Seekins is uh, is an animal, man. I think. Now awesome. here's the thing, because there's a debate right now on Sniper's Hide about the M versus the SP10, and some guys ragging because the gas block is different. It doesn't have the lever. It has the Allen instead, and he's like, "Well, you don't get the same gas block." I'm like, "Really?" But then. I have to call. I tried to have a note in the Glenn. I did. I missed him. I don't know. I, I, he didn't respond. Um, but it it was. No, you can't. You, order. No, you're going to ask Adam a question, and let's keep in mind, Adam went to see. I did too. The armor's course, yeah, right? I did too. Built so. the guns that we have. The gun that he shot, right? So, like to answer that question, and, and when it, you know, to add validity to that answer. This is what we're talking about. This is somebody who built that gun. Right. Yeah, I went through there. Glenn, we sat down. with. We were, like, basically, we were the test dummies on the armorer's manual that his his people there assembled these guns to. So he's like, okay, page by page, word by word, we went through the exact, the entire gun. We had a bucket of parts. So I was like, okay, grab this, move, grab this, put this together this way. And we done that word for word, went through their entire manual. And that comes with the gun. When you purchase an SP-10M, that manual comes with the gun on everything is broke right. down. There's a lot of way. effort that goes in behind. Now, here's the question though. If somebody wants to order just an SP-10 from you, not an M, just an SP-10, mm -hmm. can you put the lever gas block on it? I think he makes the lever gas block you can just buy. Right? That's what I, well, I know he does. That's already there. But yeah, people were bitching. Buy one of those. Yeah. Right. But people were bitching that you had to get the, the, the you, you got the Allen gas block, not the lever gas block. And it was going to make a big difference in accuracy. There's no accuracy difference. I mean, a, right, that's what I gas said, block is an adjustable gas block. That's what I said. But So if bitched. you can adjust your gas one way or the other, it's still. A, there was 10 back and forths. That the barrel was different and the gas block was different. And I said, you're splitting hairs. And they go, well, when you split enough hairs, you got a different gun. And well, like, that's why you pay for the M. Right. The M's is twi almost twice as much money. It's 38 versus 25. Yeah. So. And now with the M, you get an entire system. Yeah. So that gas block, the levered gas block, is pinned and staked. In, it's not pinned. It's staked in place. So when they assemble that, they go and test fire the gun. And they shoot, okay, well, we're going to run Hornady Tap AR, or we're going to run Federal Gold Medal Match, or we're going to run whatever, right? 
Then they test that in the snail trap, make sure that that gun functions and works the way that they want. Right. Then they go back and they stake that gas block in place and set the gas block where they want it. So that totally yeah. makes that argument go away because if you don't have an adjustable gas block at that point. Well, no, no, you no, do. No, you no, don't no, have a no. removable one. You cannot take the gas block, block off the M. Got it. It stays on. But the but the SP10. Although we were talking about staking that lever. I'm like, why the, are we no, even no, not the lever, the block. That way, if you change ammo, what, you can. Still what they're the under the impression is that that lever has an advantage over the Allen key because it's the low profile gas block versus the lever. The, the only advantage that you have with the lever over the, the Allen keyed gas block is you can throw the lever from your suppressed setting all the way to the, clicks, the, right. the open side. So yeah. if you go from a suppressed gun and you take your suppressor off, it has pre you can open it clicks. up so you have enough gas flow right. from one extreme to the other so basically, I was like, okay, I'm going to take my suppressor off. Then you just throw your gas block over the other direction. Mm -hmm. There's one, two, three, four clicks. Boom. Now I have enough gas to operate this gun. Oh, well, and it gets a little suppressor. dirty throw click. Right. I, I done that when we tested it. Yeah. We went to, we put the guns together, went to Brian Morgan's and we shot. Yeah. And it was functioning great. But then I got about 250 rounds through it. And it was just starting to get a little sluggish. I reached up, opened the, opened the gas block one click. And then, it's, boom, it's just running again. So that's really it. But, I mean, the question is, can you... Does it affect accuracy? No, can you order a regular civilian 10 and just upgrade the gas block to them ahead of time? From you guys. Well, you just... You, we, I don't know. I don't, we do not have that gas block on the shelf. Right. If you want one, call us. We'll order it. We'll put it on your gun for you. You'll get your other gas block too. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. That's the because that's really the only difference. And then they were talking barrel contour, and I laughed at the guy. I'm like, it's a different barrel. I'm like, no, it's not. He goes, well, it's a different profile. I was like, really? The barrel contour is what you're bitching about? Because one's a little different than the other. It's not that far off. He's got the he's got the 840 or something in the 750. And it's like, okay, one's for the 840 and one's for the 750. The SP-10 civilian is the 750 and the M is the 840. Really, that's the only difference. It's just that one size. Because he's only got two options. Yeah, as far as barrel contour, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, dude. The the M and, and then the M also has some more hand fitment. Yeah, yeah, but the hand part. Okay, but that so, was different. so what you're saying is he wants a heavier contour and a different gas block? Yes. Okay, give us a call. Right. That's what I said. And he's yeah, like, no. no well, because what he was saying is Seekins wouldn't let him order it that way. But you guys can you, as you the dealer. Order uh, a standard M with a heavy contour? No, a standard SP-10. A standard SP-10 with a heavy contour. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we could always ask, but buy the M. They, they want to spend 25 and not 38, <laughs> but that's what I would say. Yeah, it was just a weird conversation and that the guy was going back and forth. Yeah, back and give forth. us a call and see what we can work out. Yeah, yeah that's all. Yeah, yeah. We'll call him. No problem. I think you could. I think we're, we're all about done. It's, it's, we got uh, time to wrap it up. Cool. 50 minutes in. What else? What do you got, man? I think that's it, man. I think you answered all my questions about the Ackley improvement. About Ackley? Yeah. 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 It was a good kind of little history lesson and uh, kind yeah. of where the where the thought process was and where it's at on the loading side and the reloading side and 
Um, you know, even the factory guys shooting stuff. And if you're going to get into, if you're going to get into loading, it sounds like a viable cartridge. I've shot yours. We've shot it together in multiple competitions and I've had nothing but luck with it, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, just make sure you get, understanding the pros and cons and the, and where the, 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 you know, where you want, you don't want to compromise in the wrong place. Right. So understand be what you're bias. Right, be biased. Yes. Holy That's shit. That's gonna be, be our bi- new thing. Be, be biased. biased. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Be biased. Hashtag. And if anybody wants to uh, research um, Ackley, go on. Dude, there, there's good articles you can download and, and just read straight off the internet about P.O. Ackley and why he done the things he done and, and stuff. There's, I think, because like no thing. one's half the battle. That's right. G.I. Joe. Go Joe. <laughs> we have a Joe. Yeah, we do. You have a Joe. Yeah, Dude, you Joe. got Mexican. You Little got Joe. Freaking, Oh, I like, haven't even got into the Mexican stuff. We'll, we'll talk do about that, that next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mexican stuff's funny. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for enjoying. And uh, we will catch you next time with Adam, Mike, and Frank, the Everyday Sniper. Good to have everybody back. Yeah, man. I know. It's nice being in oh, It's, it's like been 100 episodes since we were... I know it's like maybe this this might be my actual tenth episode. I don't know yet. <laughs> no, probably not. I think I think I can still count all mine on one hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> no, we really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for all the calls. Thanks for all the emails. Uh, all the guys stopping by the shop. I've had tons of people stopping in the shop saying what's up and uh, asking me about combines and whatnot. And I try <laughs> to send them down the road to the combine shop and. They just keep on moving. Every, you know what? There's a, there's, a, there's a bunch of dudes in from, I think they said, Kentucky. Alabama, Kentucky. Kentucky. Those guys that were hunting elk. Yeah. Those guys came in and... Um, Southern Kentucky. Yeah, we talked a little bit. And I was like, what are you guys doing out here? And they're like, oh, man, we've been hunting this area for the last 20, 30 years. And uh, we just wanted to stop in and uh, ask you where I can find a combine. And I was like, ah, you got me. Yeah, you got yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know what it is? Every time I see one now, I have an urge to like take a selfie in front of it. I've been fighting it, but every time I see one, I'm like, should I pull over and take a Man, picture? Man, that was, you know, I, that was a mistake when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. It's fun, though. It is. It is fun. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, We're going to chat later. Peace.